This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, let's start off then by revisiting the story of Tulani Trelea. As I said, a lot of you have been asking for an update to find out what eventually happened to Tulani. The last time we had spoken, uh, he was located in a prison in Georgia and his aunt, Nontlantla Ashongo, who has really tried to keep the story alive and give Tulani a voice, um, is able to join us on the line tonight. Good evening, Nontlantla, and thanks again for being able to speak to us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso. Thank you for having me today. Thanks. It's It's been a while since we caught up with the family, but we have been keeping an interest on the story. Firstly, can we confirm that Tulani is still in a prison in Georgia since the last time we spoke late last year? Yes, Tabiso, I can confirm that Tulani is still detained in Georgia. Uh, uh, is still in prison and serving his sentence. And it's it's almost a year now uh, since he went to Georgia for those trials, well, what he thought was trials anyway, and they've turned into a nightmare. What what sentence is he serving? So he was charged for a robbery. Um, As you will recall, it was a case of a cell phone. So he was charged for robbery, and he was sentenced to one year, six months. So, so, so he appeared in court and he was charged. Did he plead? He did plead. So he was given a plea and he pleaded guilty, which um, also sort of like assisted in giving him a a lighter uh, sentence. And would you know if he had a legal representative then during during this case? He did have a, uh, a legal representative. Um, if you will recall, we had a lawyer that was um, given to him by the state of Georgia. And, you know, he she was the one who also advised Tulani to take a plea because, as it appeared, the, uh, the sentence uh, relating to this uh, case would have been higher then how much, uh, I mean, then the lenient sentence that he ended up getting. Okay, so the plea the plea bargain basically assisted him in getting an 18-month sentence. But how much do we know about, about this case and this robbery? Have you been able uh, to speak to him or see maybe any documents from this court case? Um, that's a tricky one. I think it also has to do with uh, being in a foreign country because um, the information that we got was just from the lawyer telling us what he had done. But in terms of us seeing anything, we have not seen anything. So we were told what he did. And eventually, you know, he managed to speak to his dad, of which he said he did confirm taking the cell phone, trying to make a a, a, a phone phone call, like trying to contact whoever that can assist him in that situation that he was currently in. So that is as far as we know. He told us what had happened, that he tried to take the cell phone for purely for that. And the lawyer then said, I mean, in as much as he was taking the cell phone for this, but it in that country, their laws are different. He took the cell phone without uh, consent from uh, the owner. So, so did he forcefully take the cell phone from the owner, or was the cell phone lying around? How does he say he took the? the how does he say he took the cell phone? 
that information we still yet to know. I mean, I think because of um, how this this whole ordeal happened and the fact that Tutulani only has five minutes, you know, if sometimes it's even less whenever he calls us, you know, we have not as family managed to get really whether it was false. But as far as we know from him, he asked, you know, because of the language barrier. So he asked, I guess what happened, you know. So it's just a guessing game at this stage. All we know is that he was just really trying to make a phone call. And, you know, there was that language barrier that happened. But as far as you know, according to him, there was no false. And according to the lawyer as well, he, she also attested to that there was no force, no one was hurt, you know, even the owner of the cell phone said, I mean, in as much as he took the cell phone, but there was no, you know, and again, the cell phone was at that same instant, it was, you know, returned back to him. So that is far as we know that he took the cell phone and then he made the call. Whether he managed to finish the call, we don't know, but it was returned to the owner at that same instance. Yeah, no, that's uh, very unfortunate news there. And and when we spoke to you, Anantanta, last time, uh, we did put you in touch with the Department of International Relations. Was there any assistance from their side because they did promise to follow up on this matter? Um, look, we have not received any assistance from them, uh, neither from, um, uh, is it DOC? I think so, yes, the department as Deco. well. The only, yes, DECO, thank you. So we have not received any, um, we did not receive any assistance from them. And um, we... I mean, even when the case uh, unfolded and it was completed, they only came back to us telling us what we had already known, that he has been sentenced. So the only people that I think they are worthy of mentioning who really came to us and uh, assisted us uh, quite a long way in terms of uh, getting to even speak to the lawyer, even also getting to send a letter of... um, a letter appealing for Tulani's leniency. It was um, the South African Football Players Union. You know, they were introduced to us and they really assisted us in connecting us with an IOM. There's an organization called International Organization for Migrations. They played a very uh, key role in trying to connect us with whoever, whomever that was a, a relevant uh, person that side in Georgia. So in as far as, you know, they gave us processes, what to do and who, you know, where to send the letter. We even had a, we managed to even have a meeting with uh, the uh, the Georgia uh, department there and also the lawyer and ourselves, in, including this organization, plus uh, the South African football players. So those are the key people who really, really assisted us in managing to sort of uh, conclude in this matter till we managed to get till utulani was sentenced yeah but that must be disappointing then because you you had been trying even before the family reached out to us and alert us about this story you had been trying to to reach out to the south african authorities trying to get help i remember the emails that you sent uh, that must have been disappointing that there was no assistance but credit to Southport also for for stepping in mm, it was it was it was really disappointing you know being, seeing that it's the department that we we were really 
relying on that they will intervene in terms of um, sending letters or appealing on his behalf. Because remember, as we see it, in as much that he has been sentenced and in as much as we know that he took the cell phone, still in our minds, we were of the idea that surely there could be some, you know, intervention in terms of an appeal. So we were expecting like a fine, not like uh, prison. You know, president, we're not expecting that. So it really came as a disappointment, uh, disappointment for us that they couldn't help or assist us in that regard. But I mean, look, uh, it is what it is, and we were just happy that, you know, it, it, it's only it's it's just a matter of time now. We just keep counting the days, keep counting the months. That uh, at least it's not. Um, like five years or whatever, because uh, what the lawyer told us or kept telling us was that you guys are treating this as a small, uh, uh, a small crime. But in this, I guess it's a different country, so their laws are different to what we have this side. So to them, it was really something serious. So imagine had we not had. Um, people like Mr. Tulakanyo, you know, to guide us, to connect us with these uh, structures, he would have maybe sent it, been sentenced to more than five years. Mm. Sure. And and you say you're counting down the, the time before he comes back home now, so he's been given a year and six months sentence. When you do the maths, when is he expected out? When is he expected back home? That's another uh, tricky dilemma. I mean, we are faced with um, because when we did our research, this side, you know, uh, we were told that sometimes you don't count days, you know, sometimes a day in prison is counted as day and night. So we don't know that information. So we uh, reached out to the lawyer now trying to find out when is the exact day that he will be released. So to till this day, we are not sure. We don't know whether we should we be counting the days. And again, remember, before he was sentenced, he spent more than mm. five months, I think, in jail. So we are also not sure whether should we count those months as well. We have been, you know, sending emails trying to get that information so far as we... Uh, sit, you know, we have not managed to get any response regarding that. I mean, as a family, we are just hopeful and um, uh, just hopeful that maybe, you know, they will, he will get, uh, he will be eligible for parole, maybe come home even before December, which is you know, but um, if not, we are expecting him to come back next year around February, of which, you know, it could be less or it could be more. Yeah. And and do you know the exact date when he was sentenced? On the 4th, on the 4th in December, he was sentenced. He was sentenced on the 4th of December and he had been in, in, in prison since, was it since the 2nd of June? Yes. Since yes. the 2nd of June. Okay, sure. Let's hope they do backdate this sentence here. But for those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Nontlantla Shongo, who's the aunt of a young footballer, Tulani Tele, who went for trials in Georgia uh, last year. It turned out to be a nightmare, like I said earlier on, because the clubs that he was supposed to go trial with didn't know anything about his trial. And he had got the opportunity through an, a, a person claiming to be an agent, but clearly he was not a registered agent. And um, when we spoke to him on uh, the show, Baggio was his name. Uh, Baggio is 
his name when we spoke to him at the show he confirmed that he wasn't an agent but was trying to get opportunities for young footballers overseas but when Tulani went missing he could not locate him also he didn't know where he was until we got involved here on SAFM and we located him in a prison uh, in Georgia and then it turned out that there was this story about a cell phone that they that um, he um, was alleged to have stolen or they, they, they say that he had stolen and actually uh, when we had covered the story at the time last year he was actually he had just called his family to say that I'm at the airport and I'm coming back home because this football thing is not working out in Georgia and then he hung up and that was the last family ahead of him until then we traced him to a prison in Georgia. So now we're just finding out the latest from uh, the Antonin Tlantla Shongo and she has, she has revealed that he has been sentenced to 18 months in a Georgian prison since um, the 4th of December. We're going to take a break and we'll continue uh, with the interview and you can send us your voice notes on 061-4104-107. This is SAFM Sport. Okay, I believe we've got a couple of voice notes that have come in on 0614104107. Thomas Musia, Esprani in Soweto. On the case of Tulani, our South African government was supposed to intervene. The way we treat foreigners anyway in the world. Because for Tulani, for instance, he was the Dutch false accusation. Thank you. Good evening, member and Katehude. Thank you so much for this update. You know, I was thinking of him just a day or so ago. Thank you so much for this update. Do they know or have they spoken to him to know that how is he doing? Is he okay in prison? You know, this is really a painful story. Please ask the family, have they spoken to him? Evening, Tabiso. Of course, it is said that the, the boy met an Ascoblas agent, but also, people have to respect rules of other countries. For example, I know that in Japan, if you are arrested there, you can still for up to six months before going to trial. So I think if now the boy was found guilty and then pleaded guilty and sentenced to one year, six months, he will come back a strong man. And I think the family can now rest knowing that he is protected wherever he is. And remember, uh, so countries like Georgia, Ukraine, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Hungary, those countries are racist countries in the Eastern Europe. I think uh, Tulani's family should um, get some help from the Minister of Sport to get Tulani back home. Thanks. Okay, thanks for those voice notes. And Ntantla, there was a voice note. You did say that you managed to speak to him or is able to call or reach home for five minutes. Uh, the question was, how is he doing now that uh, this now that he's been sentenced? Um, look, he's doing great. Um, he's uh, really taking this. Um, because, you know, we didn't expect that of him. But whenever he calls, you know, he will tell us, at least they give them like 30 minutes or even less of his stretch or that's when then he gets to do um, exercises, ah, okay, you know. And at one point he even said he is trying for them to transfer him to another prison. At least in that prison, he will be able to play soccer 
because um, their way is currently at. He's not doing anything active, you know. I guess uh, with that, maybe they didn't agree because, you know, he's still held in that same prison. So he is really, you know, being positive. Obviously, I mean, so you get those days where he's really worried and he's just asking what's happening. Can we do something, you know. But he's hanging in there. And is the family still seeking assistance or have you accepted his fate now? We have accepted his fate. We have, in this, um, as difficult as it is, we have accepted his fate because we felt it's, um, you know, he did this. And again, we felt if we continue further, you know, what can we do? You know, and um, it's like, we don't know who to go to, you know. So we've just accepted it and he did what he did and he will save his sentence and we're just looking forward to having him back home once he has finished his sentence. And how is his father holding up? Because I, I remember when we spoke last day, he was very emotional and there was a time when actually his health was not good and he just couldn't speak to us anymore. He's, re- he's still in that same state, and I don't think he would ever, you know, come to come to terms with this thing. Um, he, the only thing that we are looking forward to is just to have Utulani back home, and only then I think he will get a relief and stop blaming himself or maybe feeling some other way. You know, he's really not holding. He's not okay with this whole thing. It's, it was after we found him, you know, and also after we know the way forward that, you know, he's just going to be there for these, uh, these months. But he's still, still struggling. Yeah, no, I can imagine it's a very tough uh, situation, not only for, for for the father, but for the entire family. And I think a lot of people that have been following his story. And how often is he able to, to call home? He gets to make a phone call on Tuesdays and on weekends. And on these days, he spends to spend he's giving five minutes for each phone call so you know some weeks he doesn't call maybe we'll go for like two weeks not calling and then you know he will then call because the last time he called he called his father it was this week tuesday so he was just complaining about um uh, uh, the cold in that country, you know, so he wanted us to at least try and buy him uh, warmer clothes because he, you know, they, I guess they, they don't give them warmer clothes. And um, have you spoken to the agent that took him uh, to, that sent him to, to Georgia for these trials that did not happen, Abadjo, who referred to Tulani as his son? That case, it's a very sensitive issue, uh, Tabi. So if I, if I can tell you that honest truth, it's really a sensitive issue in a sense that whenever we bring that uh, story, whether it be I'm talking to the dead, you know, I think I've realized that he, it's that issue that 
still sensitive to him, you know, that mm. we, we can't really stomach, you know. So we're like, let's just pack that for now or maybe just forget about it. I don't know. We'll see what the, the future holds when Tulane gets back. But for now, we have not really been entertaining that because of the current state, you know. Mm. So we have not spoken to him and he has never, um, I mean, he has not reached out to the family. He has not said anything. And there was also another player that had gone with him to Georgia but was able to come back home um, around the same time Tulani got detained. Has, have you been able to be in contact with him? Uh, that player as well. The last time we spoke to him was when we were still trying to find Utulani mm. when we put in place him. After that, after we managed to find him, mm, no, we have not uh, spoken to him. Because remember, now we were just concentrating on getting Utulani back home mm. and we just ignored them and Nabofuti they never said anything they didn't reach out to, to offer assistance they didn't say anything so it was just left at that today you know he came back and Ubajo took him there and didn't do anything and that agent that side in Georgia took his money because still I mean no one refined like Ubajo has never refunded us the money that was given to both of them so we just forgot it. Uh, we just left it like that. Okay, we've got one more. We've got a couple more voice notes before we wrap up our conversation with Tulani Teller's aunt, Nontlandla Shongwe. Hi, Tabi. So, um, unfortunately, this is a very sad uh, story, but I can tell you now, the South African government and its officials, especially the, those that are based in foreign countries, uh, in East Europe in particular, uh, I know this because my daughter is in Russia. They are the most useless people that you can ever work with. I hope it turns out uh, better for this young man to come back and play soccer. Uh, good evening, uh, member and the listeners. The story of Tulani will always be a black spot to all the soccer lovers and his family. As we were hoping that he will succeed and end up being a part of our national team structures, I'm very much disappointed with our government, the government, uh, Department of International Relations. Their silence on this matter is really deafening. And also to his uh, agent, I don't know what has he done since the last time that uh, you spoke with him, because uh, this matter is always is a matter that one cannot even. Uh, sleep when you think about this issue and uh, to, to our departments I'm, I'm it's very sickening because if one thing for sure is that if he was one of the famous uh, sons politicians he would have long been brought back into our country shows i thank you member yeah no thanks for that i've got to say i mean even us we were very disappointed with how things were handled we did communicate with government and we were just uh, not getting anywhere basically you know and it didn't seem like they were keen on this case whether he committed the crime or not but just to try and help and get a clarity and make sure he has a legal representative because you would think that there's an obligation to help south africans who are in a foreign country but we really did not go anywhere with our conversation with 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 um especially deco i must say um but finally uh no, what lessons are firstly what lessons do you take from this experience especially maybe even if you have a message for parents who have kids who want to play football and have ambitions of of going overseas for trials oh okay i think she, i think you just need to unmute yourself sorry uh, and I, I was just asking yeah what lessons do you take from this experience and what message do you have 
Um, I was saying, so I can't stress this enough to all the parents of um, aspiring young uh, boys who wants to go and play uh, overseas, is that I really think we need to do it due diligence, like more than we not more than before you know because in this case even if it's somebody that you know remember this person we trusted this person it's not like we just took somebody from the street and said take our, our son overseas you know somebody that has been with him so surely it's somebody that we trusted so what i really want to stress is that as a parent you really need to have your check you know check everything you know check where he's going check speak to the club as well you know just do whatever that you can to make sure that you have covered um even the blind spot that you might not normally think of you know even if it's as somebody that you trust mm. but still just do your diligence due diligence and check yourself Okay, no, thanks for, for the update. And then send our well wishes to Tulani when he does call on a Tuesday. And now, as you can ho- hopefully be able to send him the comforting messages from our listeners. And he must just stay strong. He still has a bright future ahead of him in football and outside of football. How, how old is he now? Um, 23 gosh. or 22? Uh, 20, yeah, 23. So I think 23 or 22, 23. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> no, please send our regards. And if there's anything that comes out, whether you have a date of when he's coming back home or he's coming out of prison, uh, please keep us updated so we can also give the update to our listeners. But I hope you are comforted by some of the messages that came through tonight. Thank you so much, Tavi. So thank you for the work that you've done, even to just put our story out there for us to get all the help that we've managed to get. So thank you so much, even to the listeners for sharing these messages on Twitter. We saw the messages, so we really thank them. Okay, thank you, Ashong. And by the way, if you missed the story, um, Tulani was in a desperate situation from the messages that he had sent his, his his family back home after the trials failed to materialize. He had not been eating. I remember one of the messages that they sent us, he had said that he has not eaten for two days. Um, he hasn't had anything to eat and all he wants is just something to eat because the, the agent left them in a, basically booked a hotel for them that they didn't even pay for. And now the hotel was also kicking him out of, of, of the hotel and he was stranded, basically uh, living outside the hotel. He had nothing to eat and all he had was a return ticket to come back home because luckily his family had booked him a return ticket and then eventually he was able to get himself to the airport and that's when he called the family on the 2nd of june to say that i'm able i've been able to get to the airport i'm about to board a flight to come back home and then the line dropped and then that's when he went missing for like three weeks until we until the family got in touch with us and then we managed to trace him after that that it turns out that he was arrested at the airport uh for 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 stealing this cell phone so yeah very difficult uh, story hopefully when the young man is back home we'll be able to speak to him to find out exactly what happened but it does seem like he was he was in a very very uh, desperate situation there in georgia he was basically left on his own by this agent that had promised him the world and promised him football trials in europe uh good evening Tavius. hey ah uh, this is sad man this is sad and maybe firstly let's thank you with an safm and your team for for really following up to the story because uh, i think if my memory serves me correct, this story is only carried by you guys. Thank you for 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 for, for the passion, and uh, and 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 the focus to want to really see that this story is covered and justice can be served for this young man. 
uh, sad. I don't want. I don't want. I don't even have words. It's sad. Maybe strength to the family. We'll really find out and know what exactly happened when the guy is released, and let's give him strength and support, and, and hope that some uh, senate will prevail. Maybe support can come from South Africa so that we can really get to the bottom of this. Thank you, sir.